0: Hi and welcome to the third episode of Your Career in 2000 Steps. I am Marie, coach and trainer at the career services team of the School of Business and Economics. And today I'm speaking with Amy Melona. Amy studied human resource management and finished her degree in 2019. She now works for FANMOV as an HR specialist and has her own business on the side. It's so lovely to have you here. Thank you for for joining us. Thank you for having me. Of course. And before we start, um, as we always do, can you just tell us a bit about yourself? Of course.
1: Yes. So um, uh, I am Emi. I was a student here, actually, I think it was four years ago already. I studied uh, human resource management as my master's degree here at the Fu. Uh, I graduated and ever since I've been living in Amsterdam, but originally come from Greece. Uh, I'm from Athens. I started my career in recruitment and now work as a human resource specialist at a startup in uh, Amsterdam.
0: Oh, nice. Cool. Thank you. And um, how, how come that you decided to do a master's degree and uh, yeah, kind of continue that career later on?
1: Yeah. So when I graduated from my bachelor's, um, yeah, first of all, let's say that my bachelor's was something really different. It was a mixture of economics and European studies. And at the time I was volunteering in a youth uh, organization for the European Parliament. So it was kind of different to what I was planning to do. Um, But after finishing my bachelor's, there was a time where I thought that I knew what I wanted to do. But then I didn't. So um, there was a little bit of shock uh, as to what my next steps would be. So I thought maybe just take a moment, work a bit, try different things so I know what I want to do. Um, and that's why I started working in a company and I switched to different positions. First, I was working in administration. Then I moved to marketing. Then I moved to recruitment. So I went around a little bit to understand what suits me so that I can make a well-informed decision on what my future is can be in my career Um, and I don't regret it because I think when you're 18 19 you don't really know what you want to do and especially with so many options so many new professions popping up so many professions becoming obsolete it's a really hard decision to make so I would say take as much time as you can to really understand what you want to do and what you like
0: yeah and and fast forward to your graduation how did that uh, work experience influenced you when you were looking for a job in the Netherlands?
1: yeah, I think it really helped because I was already familiar with the working environment, what you're supposed to do, the different attitudes, um, the different styles that people have and you work with. Um, so I was already, kind of there in terms of what to expect. I was um, familiar with the process of interviewing, so I wasn't all too scared to enter a new job market. Um, And, of course, I had some experience from, you know, a gut feeling that I can also supplement with my scientific research and uh, and my master's. So I could see, you know, what happens in practice, but then taking a step back what should have happened uh, in the first place, based on research and science. Um, So it was an interesting, you know, melting pot of what you see becoming in real life and what you need to do. So it was interesting for me to, to see how I can use that later on.
0: Ah, nice. Okay. And how has your career journey been for the past... Three years, I think it is now since yeah. you graduated. Yeah. Yes,
1: um, it has been <laughs> it has been interesting. <laughs> um, so yeah, after I graduated, uh, I had a, let's say a dual role in recruitment and HR. I joined uh, a uh startup at the time, scale up uh, later on, um, and I stayed there for a year. Uh, and I did both recruitment, but also that was my first uh, encounter with. Human resources from the terms of onboarding, from contracts, from uh, employee management. So that was uh, a new world for me. And that was the world that I wanted to be
0: in. That was in uh, which which startup again? Uh, it was in Bank. Yeah, it, okay. It's a
1: digital bank uh, yeah. started uh, here in the Netherlands. Yeah. And then I moved to Feedback Foods, which is uh, an edtech uh, startup. It, it works with universities uh, and uh, provides learning solutions. And I was the HR generalist there. Uh, stayed for, I think, eight months. And then uh, now I have joined Valmov, which is, uh, yeah, really big, <laughs> really big scale up. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, also producing e-bikes uh, that you can see everywhere in Amsterdam. And I'm really for proud of that. For
0: sure, yes. yeah. <laughs> you definitely see them. Do you have one? I, I do, and it has changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. Um, okay, so there is definitely a lot of different... A lot of things happened in these past three years. And if I, I think if I would tell like people like my parents, or maybe your parents, I don't know, like, oh, hey, uh, I changed my job like three times in three years, they would be like, What? (laughs) Yeah, same. Was that the same for you?
1: I think it was the same, but also I had this realization, I think two years ago, when I was seeing my connections on LinkedIn from Greece, uh, and you see these messages, congratulate X person for a work anniversary, and I would see five years, 10 years, 15 years, and I was like this doesn't, does this happen anymore? Like, not for me, at least, not for my friends. Uh, So I think, yeah, it's definitely a generation change and really different from, yeah, what our parents have been used to.
0: Yeah. And what was the reason for you to to change uh, so often? Um, I think
1: change is more encouraged now. Uh, That's the first step and condition for me to feel safer making these changes, because of course, we live in a world that everything changes around us. So why, you know, the world of work be any different? But also it's for personal reasons, because I'm a kind of person that is driven by growth and learning, and uh, I want to seek opportunities that enable my growth. And if I feel that something doesn't quite fit with my ambitions or uh, doesn't fit with what I want to do in my career, or that the cycle has just ended, I, I would say that I don't hesitate to make the step, even if, you know, time-wise, it can be too early for some people or too, uh, yeah, too short.
0: Yeah, and you were just talking about your ambitions and to see, hey, like, that's, that doesn't fit. How do, you, how do you see that something might not fit your ambitions anymore? Um,
1: I think it's a combination of um, where the company is and where you are. So if you think that you have opportunities to learn more things, to maybe have a different role or have the same role with more responsibilities and the company provides that, then that fits with what you want to do. But if you feel that you're stuck uh, or that you don't learn anymore, that I have felt in the past that Mm -hmm. maybe I have collected everything that I needed to know because also it's the environment that we're in, like startups and scale-ups they have a really steep learning curve. So it doesn't mean that because you're a year that you haven't learned everything. I felt, especially in banks that within the first six months, I have learned everything. And then the six months after, it was just me becoming better at what I did. So it was also a really fast-paced environment that you are exposed to so many different things. So the time that you actually spend, it's like, I would say it's dog years. So one Mm -hmm. year in scale-ups or startups can be like five years in a corporate environment.
0: yeah. And what is important to you personally when it comes to a job? Like, what are you looking for? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I
1: have, uh, I think I have narrowed it down as I go on and as I get more experience. I think for me, it's definitely one of the things that matter the most is work work life balance because i've I've grown to to be more mindful of that I, when I started my career, I wanted to yeah like learn everything, move on uh, to different roles, get promotion, maybe becoming a lead, and then after a while, I thought, okay, if I can do that, but also maintain my personal life, that's perfect so I want. A position that complements my personal life and doesn't overshadow it that's the first thing I have an ambition for but also the second and maybe really important thing is to have an impact in my position I speak with people I talk to people people come to me for different questions And I think we don't really understand how much of an influence our work has. Like we spend so much time with our colleagues, maybe more time than with our loved ones. And the fact that you have an impact to someone's day, someone else's, I don't know, contract can have a major influence on you. So I want to be in a position where I can help people, I can enable them to, yeah, give it their best and feel good when they come to work. So that if I feel that I have the position and the tools to do something better more for, for people I work with uh, that's definitely something that I'm looking for at my work
0: yeah I think that's so interesting because like from my background I know that when I started my career I actually also changed like three or four times even in like within four I uh, don't know two years so I totally get it. You, you get like a different impression of everything and you know more, hey, what is really important to me? Not to say that everyone has to do this, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I can definitely see myself in what you're saying. Have you ever actually found people like when you were applying that were asking you about, hey, why did you change so? Why did you do that?
1: Yeah, definitely. That's uh, something that comes up. Um, I think, yeah, it's, uh, as I said before, it's easier to change now and I think it's more encouraged than our parents or previous generations. But always it sparks a question, especially if it's maybe less than a year. But just because people ask you about it doesn't mean that's necessarily something bad. And as I always say, is uh, something to do also with, you know, the story that you are conveying. When you are presenting, you know, a resume, it's nothing. You just have facts on a piece of paper. But then when you are interviewed then you get to explain that story and there's always something behind it so yes people can ask you know why I changed the <laughs> jobs in three years but I always have um, something concrete to say and I think that also signals what I'm looking for and uh, it's it's nice to have this conversation because I can tell what is important for me to stay longer and they know what keeps me motivated and engaged. So it's always a nice conversation to have, even if it can be a bit awkward to start with.
0: Okay, so what I hear is that it's just really important to know also what you want and what you are looking for and to kind of be able to transmit that in a story to the company. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. I mean, the interviews are always a two-way street. I think we have become a candidate-driven market. And before, when I was applying in Greece, it was all about, I want you, but now it's the company also, do I want you? So this story has changed and nothing. we have more decision-making power. And it's always, do I like you and do you like me? And people should not forget that. It's always, do you like what, you, what they say in the interview?
0: yeah really good point point. and i think what i would also like to talk about is your own business because that fits really <laughs> i was just thinking hmm, storytelling and uh, really thinking about your own story you have your own business uh, writing actually cover letters cvs preparing uh, people for application procedures and you're like a ghostwriter <laughs> for yeah, them you too. can say that is yeah. that yeah. <laughs> okay and Uh, you you also help them with their job search, right? Yes. So what motivated you to do this?
1: Yeah, so um, I think it was, I started that, A year ago, I think, Um, I was always doing this for friends. I think that's how it started. Like people come to me because I had experience in recruitment, but also in HR. And my friends were like, "Okay, how do I do this? Or what do I say in this interview? How do I negotiate my salary? So I think that piece of advice giving was something that I felt was really important. And I could also see that people have so many questions and it's really a daunting experience when you just apply somewhere that you really, really want and you have no, no one to help you. So that, that's how I started. I joined Fiverr uh, a year ago and I have been offering services for interview preparation, CV writing, and also job search. And I think within a year, I've reached some really good milestones, which I think it's really rewarding for me, but also it signals that people do need help, all the help that they can get when it comes to yeah, finding their first job or maybe finding their second, third or tenth job. Uh, It never stops. It's a really evolving process and I'm glad that I'm able to use my experience from all the CVs that I have read uh, and give advice and give something back.
0: Very nice. And what kind of advice would you give someone that is maybe uh, like our listeners already done with university, maybe has their first job, uh, already work experience of one to let's say three years and that now maybe want to change jobs? Um, What advice would you give them?
1: Yeah, so I think
0: the most important thing is to
1: know what you're looking for. That is one of the points that I always ask my own clients, but also I help them decide and find out what they like. Because especially when you start, maybe the first or second job, it can be a little bit of, you know, exploring the grounds and understanding what you like. So I would say keep your eyes open to what motivates you at work, what you particularly like about the company that you're working with or in other experiences that you had. What are the things that really gave you energy? Um, That's how I found out that I want to do HR, because before, when I started, I was like, yeah, maybe I want to work in the European Commission, or maybe I want to do this, and then I want to do that. But then I thought to myself, the reason that I was volunteering in those organizations was because I was working with people. That gave me energy, so maybe my career is about working with people and helping people. So re- be really mindful about those elements and uh, see, you know, within your day, what are what are the tasks that, you know, you attack head on and you like about uh, like them. So that's the first uh, part. And then when it comes to actually applying, uh, I would say prepare, uh, do your research, um, uh, find out more about your company because when you're interviewing, when you're applying, you need to keep in mind that they will receive so many resumes and so many people who might have similar backgrounds to you. Maybe they will say the same things in the motivational letters. So find the thing that makes you stand out. Make it also a little bit about the company that you're applying for because, yeah, companies also want to see that you're not just window shopping, that Mm -hmm. you have actually spent some time to look for your application and to polish it. Um, but also remember that it's never an experience that you say, okay, I have my resume, I have my cover letter or whatever you have with your application and then I'm done. You always need to make sure that you keep it updated, that you add elements that are relevant for the position that you're applying for, especially when you do a change or a maybe not a change in what exactly you're doing, but maybe you're looking for a more senior role or a role that is not specifically what you were doing, but it has a twist. Um, so always make sure to update your CV and really give time to your application um, so that yeah uh, you stand out among the, the pile of applications that, uh, that the recruiter will receive.
0: Okay, and you were just talking about the CV and what I'm wondering when you're further along in your career, to what extent is the cover letter still important? Are companies still looking at a cover letter or do they say, no, I just want to see the CV?
1: Uh, I think it depends on the company. I've seen uh, also bigger companies that um, have at least space for cover letters, uh, but it's not. It's I think it's never mandatory. And also there are companies that have turned the cover letter into questions. So I've seen multiple applications with questions: Why do you want to join us? Or what experience do you have in this particular field? So it's a kind of cover letter, but like broken down in different pieces of questions. So I would say. It's good to have one, even though you haven't used it, but it makes you think about why you want to apply. What is your motivation for joining that particular position in that particular company? What are you good at? What are your selling points, because it's, it's all about a sale afterwards. Like they they want uh, to choose someone and you want to convince them why they should choose you over someone else. So th- that thinking process of understanding what you're good at and what you can give to this company and what is your, yeah, how you can be an asset, it's a process that is worth doing. Even if you're not going to use that letter, you will be asked those questions in the interview or in the application process. So it's at least worth having some sort of cover letter around.
0: Mm -hmm. and um how is it actually for you to work full-time and also be a freelancer yeah I think it's um
1: it's it really has taught me a lot about time management I would say the thing is that the more you do something the better you become at doing it more efficiently so I always take care of uh yeah maybe having some templates for myself when it comes to CV writing and yeah I think it's it's it gives me a lot of fulfillment so i don't really see it as a job the freelancing thing i i really enjoy doing this i really enjoy helping people especially when they come back to me and say hey i scored an interview can you help me with a job interview now that you've done my cv or they have found a job had multiple examples and i think that's the yeah that doesn't even qualify as a job for me it's just giving back to, yeah, people like me who were also struggling at one time in their careers and they have someone to help them.
0: Uh, nice. And what motivated you to actually really write the CVs and the cover letters and not kind of, I don't know, like what we do at Career Service. Obviously, we do workshops around all of these topics and then the person has to do everything themselves. But uh, what motivated you to, to actually say, sit down and say, no, no, I'm going to write this for you?
1: Yeah, so it's an interesting combination of I have their CVs already. So when it comes to what I do, it's not necessarily all the time changing completely what I see or writing this from the mm-hmm. beginning. What I ask my clients is to send me what you have. Maybe it can be your LinkedIn profile. It can be a resume that you already have. And then I can work with it to make it more presentable, more appearing, more attractive um, to yeah, what a recruiter would like to see. So maybe I think most people can explain at least... A up to a good degree what they do, what are their tasks, because of course I don't claim to be an expert in every single position. But then I make sure to have some elements like how much of white space do you have? If you're in a more creative role, do you have a creative CV? Because that also are some signals that we don't really think about. Uh, When it comes to explaining what you do, do you have 10 bullet points to explain in one position, can we narrow it down to five? So there's a lot of thinking behind it that, you know, it will take a lot of time to explain to someone. But also, for me, it's important to see the differences. And so when I give back, OK, what this is my work, then I explain I did this because maybe the recruiter doesn't have time to look four pages. I narrowed it down to two. I kept this out from your CV, but we added this to LinkedIn. So I always explain what is my reasoning so that people can also, you know, switch their framing because I think they think from their perspective and I think from my perspective and then I meld those perspectives to see, okay, how we can work it better. And then when it comes to cover letters, I think it's interesting for people to understand how they can portray themselves and when someone else sees them and understands that from these resume that I see these are your selling points and of course I explain to them what I think I could see from their background that gives them a lot of confidence and maybe one of the things that people are really missing is confidence that Mm -hmm. they can do it they can score the job they can land their position that they really like Um, and when someone else who is a complete stranger does it for them they they can really see it they can really say oh if you see it as a stranger then you might see something that I don't see So, yeah, it's uh, it's but it's never about doing things from the scratch. Mm -hmm. I think that they know themselves better and I'm always in communication with them to see how we can make this work together.
0: Nice. uh, Amy, so as a last uh, question, I would actually like to ask you something more personal that you might know from interviews. Uh, Where do you see yourself in five years?
1: Well, that's an interesting question because, yeah, if you asked me five years ago where I would be or what I would do or where I would be as a, in a career, then I would never imagine I would be where I am today. Um, and I think everything changes so fast. And as we say in Greece, when you make plans, God loves. So I'm really cautious about making plans, but my, let's say, aspirations is to continue to be, uh, yeah. Open-minded to everything that comes in the future, to seek out opportunities as I have done in the past, uh, to be open to what presents in front of me and to yeah continue to find fulfillment. I have the same passion in my work as I do now. Um, I don't know if I will be in the Netherlands or in another country maybe I will be back in Greece um, and yeah, when it comes to what I will do for work uh, I would love to be able to have my yeah freelancing thing as a full-time job uh, or yeah i don't know i mean it's really uh all up in the air at the moment but i'm uh, embracing let's say the change and the chaos and everything that comes with it uh and yeah who knows i'm really curious to see myself as well
0: yeah nice and so what you're saying is also like job search is never ended (laughs) never
1: it's an ongoing process yeah
0: nice and so, uh, what I think is good to know is that, um, of course, all the alumni and uh, students that are listening, um, you can obviously always come to career services for advice on your career, career coaching, uh, cover letters, CVs, and also as an alumni uh, up to one year after graduating, uh, you can just make an appointment with us. But after that, maybe you want to get in touch with Amy uh, and we're going to link your Fiverr profile, Amy, in our notes from the podcast. Um, and then, yeah, who knows? Maybe you're going to see some <laughs> some uh, alumni and students from the VUE. I would love to. Um, so that would be amazing. And yeah, thank you for being here. And also thank you for sharing your career story with us your plans and also all the insights you gave us and so thank you thank you so much it was a pleasure thanks for all our listeners we hoped you liked it got some interesting takeaways and enjoyed your walk stay tuned and listen to our next episode of your career in 2000 steps by the school of business and economics of the VU Amsterdam